Kia ora. welcome to episode 69 of the SWNZ podcast, the podcast for New Zealand Star Wars fans. My name is Matt. And my name is Christy. This is a bit of a special edition podcast following on from episode 68 yesterday. Yesterday's podcast was our typical format, covering news from the preceding week and a little bit of local news related to May the 4th. Today is a special insert podcast, particularly to cover all the news that has come out from North America related to May the 4th in that time zone. Some really interesting news from a galaxy far, far away, so let's jump in and talk Star Wars. First up, on Disney+, Plus, the behind-the-scenes documentary, Disney Gallery, The Book of Boba Fett, with a runtime of 62 minutes, is available now. Definitely worth checking out. It's a really good look at the making of The Book of Boba Fett, starring Tamira Morrison on Disney+, Plus, and we enjoyed this behind-the-scenes look at all of the characters and scenes and sets uh, really surprised by the amount of in some ways um, practical effects that were sort of revealed and to see those sort of in practice from a behind the scenes camera really enjoyed that things like the the Ithorian mare who was actually a practical effect and um, we suspected he might be while watching it but it's fun to actually see him ambling around puppeted seeing the uh, the banthers on their giant hydraulic uh, mechanisms uh, for simulating a large elephant-like animal roaming around, and yeah, all that sort of stuff, really enjoyed it. Yeah, there were some great details they were talking about, pulling references from the Clone Wars and other movies and things like that, because the new live-action series are are full of little references and stuff, so you really get to see the filmmakers uh, talking about those references, wanting to include them in pieces and things like that, and you see them sort of mention the history and the development process for some of the elements, like... Doug Chiang talking about the N1 Starfighter oh, yeah. going back to his sort of his creation and seeing that sort of he come did the back. the original concept of for the Naboo Starfighter. So it's really cool to see him talking about mm. you know, how it's been used in, in the modern era. I loved seeing how much of the Rancor was practical and yep. built, seeing behind the scenes of them interacting with, with the huge big head rig that they built. And a, a big segment for the Luke Skywalker yeah. segment. showed how much time Mark Hamill spent on set, so that's particularly good treasure for original trilogy fans, I think. And it wasn't too glossing over things. They did dive into the fact that that, that the Luke from the end of season two, The Mandalorian, wasn't like perfect. Early development, yeah. yeah. So they talk about... All the development where they're like, okay, they brought in the guy that was doing deepfakes online and brought him into the team and sort of combined his efforts and his knowledge with what they could do and really amped it up because they knew that if they were going to have Luke do stunts, Jedi training, it had to be so much better. So it was really neat seeing how they sort of acknowledged what they had done and the progress to get it better. And I thought that was really neat. And I really appreciated seeing how much a performance Mark Hamill was able to give. He wasn't just a stand-in so they can kind of do some, you know, sort of just kind of just performative in terms of like, let's make him feel included here. He really was doing sort of acting, performing. Advising, and, yeah. And, and then, yeah, sitting back and then watching sort of the stand-in act doing it and sort of advising his performance because yes he is you know everyone knows he is Luke you know so he's going to be the one sort of driving the performance and I think that that was really neat and it was really neat to see that they touched on the sort of the interesting dynamics between certain characters the the motivations and things like that and between, the interaction between Luke between and Ahsoka, Luke and Ahsoka yeah. because you know Luke didn't really know his father and obviously that Ahsoka well, knew Anakin very Dave, well. Dave Filoni gave some interesting breakdowns on law and mm. rationale for various things and, uh, and, and uh, Luke and Ahsoka relationship came through in that discussion a little bit. 
they talked about sort of the flashback to the bombing of Mandalore and sort of referencing the Clone Wars again there um, and drawing in the droids that we've seen before, like the K2SO and probe droids and things like that. So they really went through all the sort of details. I thought it was really good. Didn't get too bogged down in sort of trying to sort of brag about a specific sequence or a specific piece of technology. If you're up to speed with the volume, don't worry. They don't go really into, oh, look at our cool new tech over and over in this one. They kind of mention it briefly. They kind reference it and then they go on they really want to focus on the new stuff the practical effects new and characters unique, the stuff that was unique to that yes. series yeah talking to the main cast the actors uh the directors from different episodes and the way that they approached their um episodes i thought was really good yeah so yeah if you're a fan of the book of boba fett on any level and you know certainly i think it aged well in terms of watching it once it was all out binge watching it it, it came across a whole lot a whole lot better personally uh go check that out it's up on Disney Plus now. The other big news is overnight, the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer, full trailer, came out. Kind of funny, just after we recorded yesterday's podcast, the official Obi-Wan Kenobi Twitter account mentioned that this trailer would be coming out very shortly, coming out for May the 4th American time. So we weren't able to mention it specifically in yesterday's podcast, but, but there it was. We were aware of it late last night. We so I assume most of you have probably watched it on YouTube so far. We've put a screen cap gallery up on the SWNZ website so you can flick through each scene frame by frame to get a good look at the detail of some of the characters and settings that are going to be involved in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah. A little over three weeks. A little, yeah, a little over three weeks. A little under three weeks now, probably. It's the sort of day where we've had sort of Star Wars fan days and sort of big celebratory sort of things online before. And then it's always like, oh, man, that would have been the perfect day to drop a trailer. And finally, Lucasfilm actually gave us a trailer on on Star Wars Day. You know, they were like, we know it's close. It's not going to be too spoilery to drop something. So that was a really good sort of cherry on top. Yeah, the trailer doesn't give much away, but there's a couple of really cool interactions. Of course, there's a few glimpses of bits of Darth Vader's armor just reminding us that Hayden Christensen will be reprising his role as Darth Vader and he will be appearing in his armored form not as a sort of flashback to you know training or or adventures between Obi-Wan and Anakin so that's that's interesting and the other thing that really stood out something they just played on a little bit was the relationship between Obi-Wan and Owen Lars yeah, uh, that was cool. There's a exchange there. Yeah, because we didn't really see them interacting much in previous ones, but we actually get a few lines of dialogue between the two. So I found that really cool, and I can't wait to see more of that dynamic. And the other thing that's interesting related to the release of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus is that from the 25th of May, they're going to be, they, <laughs> retailers, uh, manufacturers, are going to be running a promotion that they're calling Obi-Wan Wednesday. So every Wednesday for the duration of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, I presume they will be releasing and emphasizing new Obi-Wan Kenobi related product on styles.com. This is interesting because it's obviously kind of a an evolution of the original Force Friday, which was a one and done type big event where they launched yeah. everything because the movies come out all at once. And then with like the Mandalorian, we got Mando Mondays and things like that. So they're obviously continuing this. But what I found interesting was that initially I thought it was going to be overwhelming the amount of merchandise that was coming out on a weekly basis. That's quite a frequent way to be sort of like hitting the wallets out there of fans. But I found that a lot of the as time went on, a lot of the announcements, a lot of the products featured were stuff that was already out there. Like there was sort of highlighting things that is available. So at first, when I heard this, I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to really kill us, you know, because Obi-Wan, it's it's such a, 
uh, it, draw, it pulls at the heart and you don't want to miss out on merchandise that features your favorite characters, favorite series and things like that. The nostalgia kick is going to be huge with this. So I'm like, hopefully it'll kind of follow a little bit like the Mando Mondays. Some really cool bits and pieces, but it's not the kind of stuff that's like, oh, an exclusive, grab it now. And the next week you've got to buy more stuff. It's just kind of like releasing some stuff, highlighting bits and pieces that are out there. Um, so I am excited to see what they reveal. And again, hopefully most, if not all of the product will be available in New Zealand. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. Um, generally, most of this product is stuff like Lego, Funko, Hasbro, and then a few kind of new bits and pieces flung in there. So most of it will probably be available at local retailers and we'll be sure to follow that and uh, put it up on the website as it comes out. Okay, so a couple of new announcements and releases on the topic of behind-the-scenes documentaries since we've just been talking about the behind-the-scenes Book of Boba Fett documentary. Coming up in a couple of months' time, there's a new documentary series coming to Disney+, Plus, 27th of July specifically, called Light and Magic. The description for this says, Granted Unparalleled Access Academy Award-nominated filmmaker Lawrence Kasdan takes viewers on a on an adventure behind the curtains of Industrial Light and Magic, the special visual effects, animation, and virtual production division of Lucasfilm. Learn what inspired some of the most legendary filmmakers in Hollywood history and follow their stories from their earliest personal films to bring George Lucas' vision to life. From imagined documentaries and Lucasfilm and executive produced by Brian Grazer and Ron Howard, the six-part documentary series premieres exclusively on Disney Plus July the 27th. First noticed this interestingly via Ron Howard's Twitter, which was kind of fun. But yeah, six a six um, episode series, and yeah, I personally am a big fan of behind the scenes material, so quite keen to check that one out. I'm always happy to see this sort of stuff come in. I really enjoy the behind the scenes and those early DVD days. I'd always go running to the sort of the bonus extras and watch the behind the scenes. And of course, there are some legendary behind the scenes sort of making of documentaries that follow the original trilogy. And some of those are sadly not yet available fully internationally on Disney+. Plus. You know, there are some sort of behind the scenes original trilogy yeah. era documentaries that haven't I think, I really think some other geographies actually do get them yeah, yeah. so i'm kind of hoping that some of that sort of old content old footage might sort of come forward in some of these newer documentaries you know we don't have to watch the old ones to sort of enjoy some of that uh, archival footage of them with the models doing sort of the the animatronic work and stuff like that so i'm very very Obviously, this is going to encompass more than just Star Wars. ILM has a huge history, but there's obviously going to be a fairly dominant uh, aspect to this, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, so it's called Light and Magic, and interest interestingly, just as a side note, there will be a tie-in panel at Celebration where some of those involved in that series will be having a bit of a conversation about the sort of topics that they'll be covering in that series. More immediately, uh, but short, slightly shorter in length, up on YouTube right now on the Apple, the official Apple YouTube channel is a short featurette documentary called Behind the Mac Skywalker Sound. This is a new featurette released today and as I say it features Skywalker Sound and takes a look at the making of Star Wars sound effects, the technology, the techniques, the people, goes all the way back to the original trilogy but also includes a lot of material from the modern era and sort of distinguishes the the way it used to be done from the way it is done now in terms of technology written and it's brief but interesting 
Yeah, 16 minutes. They fit a lot in. They talk to a lot of different people. Some of them going all the way back to original trilogy era. Some are from the modern era, like Rogue One and such. And it was really neat the way that they are sort of different elements. Some people go through sort of archiving all the digital sounds. Some people are sort of roaming the countryside looking for unusual sounds and things like that and showing how they take those odd sounds and combine them to make things like TIE fighter noises, sort of the lightsaber sounds and even things like the sort of the T-Rex noises from Jurassic Park and things like that. I always found the sound design um, in Star Wars really an was, integral part this, this and This documentary important. is a really good demonstration of the depth it adds and mm. its the, it, its importance to the to the uh, taking us to a different world. Yeah, you know, it's not just the sounds effects are singular things. It's just that it's how the many many layers of sounds really help transport us to completely completely encompassing environments. Yeah, it's interesting because these are the, these are the featurettes where they do the thing where they sort of strip back all the sound and then you get just the dialogue and then you <laughs> get things so like raw. then you get yeah. like just sort of the footsteps and things like that and then the sort of like the sound effects and then sort of putting it all together and, and seeing just how Building much the that there is that you don't need you don't immediately notice but you know when it's missing and just how well done that is when you don't know when you don't notice the magic in front of your eyes but you, you <laughs> feel the effect yeah. <laughs> And one more brief note before we move on to talk about product announcements and store reports. If you've been playing or intend to play LEGO The Skywalker Saga, the final wave of downloadable content DLCs is out as of May the 4th. These these are purchasable individually or as a bundle, which includes all the previously released ones. These are basically character releases. If you purchase the deluxe edition of LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, you'll receive them all at no additional cost. So two waves came out on May the 4th, a Bad Batch wave with Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, Echo and Crosshair. And a Mando Season 2 bundle, has previously been a Mando Season 1 bundle come out since the release of the game, which includes Moff Gideon, Ahsoka, Boba Fett, Bo-Katan and Fennec Shand. So if you haven't checked up in your game uh, since you, well, since May the 4th, those may be available to you right now if you purchase the Deluxe Edition or if you want to chase those characters down you can, uh, as I say, buy them individually or as a bundle. It'll be interesting to see if they continue to add DLCs like this. Yeah, this, New characters this was, from the Kenobi series, yeah. like the Inquisitors and stuff. I think that that would be quite fun. At the time the game came out, there was a bit of a, um, a really schedule for these as far as I, as far as I remember. Uh, and this seems to be finale in terms of the announced ones, but there's no reason why we shouldn't be seeing new subsequent DLCs related to upcoming upcoming titles. All right, one of the main reasons we are having another podcast today is we were expecting quite a few announcements coming from retailers and product manufacturers. Hasbro had a live stream very early on May the 4th, and let's take a look at what they revealed to us. First up, there is going to be a re-release of the Darth Vader Black Series helmet. This is a one-to-one scale helmet that was one of the earlier Black Series helmets before they sort of started getting into the Mandalorian and all Stormtrooper variants. This one is a bit of an upgraded model. Comes in a new packaging with the sort of truncated corner. It has red eye lenses. Uh, I think that's a bit of an emphasis to match what we're going to be seeing in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Additional new sound effects. Noises include breathing noises and an airlock sound when the helmet comes together and a little bit of a difference in the paint job and some of the detail around the neck grabbies. Now we love the Black Series helmets. The Darth Vader helmet is pretty cool, um, but it's a little bit a little bit scaled down compared to, some of the re- compared to some of the really uber accurate Darth Vader helmets that are out there. 
But having said that, if you take the dome off, the dome is the least accurate piece. The actual faceplate and the neck pieces and all that sort of other greebly material that is underneath the helmet, it's actually quite an interesting display piece. So even if you've got a nice accurate Darth Vader helmet in your collection, I think this, this plays a role in terms of a display piece. And if you don't, it's still a pretty cool display piece as well, particularly if you flank it with some Stormtroopers and other Imperial characters. In the Force FX lightsaber line, not surprisingly, we will shortly be seeing an Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber. This is making use of the new technique that they've done with other lightsabers, the Princess Leia, or the Leia Organa lightsaber in particular, where you have two versions of the emitter and the emitter neck so that you can display it in an accurate mode or if you want to use it with the removable light up blade you put on a different emitter that is wide enough to accommodate the full blade down into the uh, into the hilt itself yeah that was always a problem with some of the very early gen master replicas for cfx lightsabers the likes of luke return of the jedi and obi-wan they have very narrow sort of necks right under the emitter which meant putting a blade and sort of full of electronics it couldn't fit through that tiny narrow neck so you got this really wide part so the accuracy was always completely thrown off but it was basically the only way to do an electronic lightsaber so i'm really keen to see that they are going back revisiting those classic lightsabers and figuring out a way so if you want an accurate one to put on your shelf it looks very very cool and then you take the part off put on the wide neck so you've got a fully sort of light up lightsaber it's sort of the best of both worlds depending on how you prefer to display your lightsabers. If you'd like them lit, sort of mounted on the wall so you can have them turned on, that's cool. If you want sort of nice quality display hilts at an affordable price, they're great. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know there are some beautiful fan-made lightsabers out there, but they do tend to run on the little expensive side um, because of just the, the artistry that goes into them. They're made, you know, one at a time. They're not, not mass-produced in large numbers. There are some beautiful... Obi-Wan lightsabers out there but this one is going to be a much more achievable sort of price point and availability for the mass market and generally the Force FX lightsabers are easily found in New Zealand we're seeing yeah, most, most stockers have them so hopefully this one will be showing up as well in the Black Series 6 inch line quite a few new announcements a couple of products related to the modal node Bith musicians from the original trilogy Cantina Two products, two figures that are going to come out, a standard boxed Figrin Dan and a deluxe boxed Nalan Chiel. Only two from the modal nodes at first glance, but when you stop and take a slightly quick, a slightly more detailed look, of course we know all the modal nodes wore the same, the same outfit, the same uniform, and they're basically identically looking, and they're only distinguished by the instruments that they play. The Figrin Dan figure actually comes with, I think at least three wind instruments, and the Nalan Chiel, as well as his stool and sort of theremin-like instrument comes with a couple of other additional instruments. So if you buy multiples of the Figrin Dan and Nail and Chill figures, you can actually come up with a full set of the modal nodes just by using the assorted instruments that come with them. I don't think on that basis that they'll be releasing other character, other named characters. A little bit of an odd approach to it, but if you um, work it work it out, you should better make use of all those instruments and get yourself a good display of modal nodes set up. I think it would have been a little bit easier if they did this like an army builder pack, you know, just think, put put five or six of them in a box and I then just like yeah. a little baggie of <laughs> instruments and I mean, let we, you do what We talked about it before, to. but I, th I think just thinking about it now, the rationale is that there will be a peg warmer of just one of the secondary yes. name, not secondary characters. Mm -hmm. And 
Uh, this way, they're just ensuring that they can clear the shelves a little more. I think that's probably the reason for this strategy. Yeah, because most kids probably wouldn't buy this or, or be... Not multiples, And yeah. sort of the the completionists will go after this and clear yeah. the duplicates off the shelves. So that's probably a reasonable balance there. And I know that there is certainly a, a, a need within collectors to have the nice sort of uniform boxes, and this is a way of doing it, keeping it in that same style of packaging without sort of doing a long sort of jumbo set that we haven't really seen. I know in the old square-cornered black box, we got sort of a couple of packs with about four uh, mm-hmm. troopers and things yep. like that, imperial sets, and, um, and we haven't really seen that sort of four-long pack in the new sort of plastic packaging with the yeah. art on one corner. So I guess this this does fit the new packaging quite well, even if it does make it a little bit more complicated for fans to sort of set up the right. whole. Other, other Black Series releases we can expect to see soon. A new Republic security droid. He looks quite like quite a cool sculpt. An interesting feature of this collectible is that the, the model on screen, his knees and his elbows had sort of interesting joint structures where you can actually sort of see through. They had, you know, portals, holes between the actual elbow joints and knee joints. And to simulate this in an action figure model for strength, they've just got basically translucent acrylic pegs. So it still looks like he's got those holes running through his knees and elbows, which is quite a useful, quite an interesting effect. A Princess Leia Ewok Village 6-inch figure is going to be coming out soon. This looks like a really, really tidy sculpt and representation of, of Princess Leia as seen in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I, I always want to collect all the Princess Leia figures, and this is an outfit that I don't have in my Black Series collection. I'm always happy to see them doing more different variations, and I particularly like the sculpt. I think it's quite nicely done. A Phase 2 clone trooper from the 187th Battalion. I believe that's Mace Windu's crew. This clone trooper has a brown, rust-coloured deco on his armour. And a couple of pipeline announcements. The HK-87 Assassin Droid, which we saw in Season 2, Episode 5 of The Mandalorian on the planet Corvus with Magistrate Morgan Elspeth. And from Mandalorian Season 2, the closing episode, Luke Skywalker. In the Vintage Collection lineup, we've seen a 3.75-inch scale, 332nd Ahsoka's Clone Trooper. This is the Clone Trooper with the blue deco on his body and the orange deco on his helmet. A Padawan Anakin Skywalker from Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Mandalorian Super Commando from the Clone Wars. In the Gaming Greats lines, a Heavy Assault Stormtrooper from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And a Stormtrooper Commander from Star Wars The Force Unleashed. In the four packs that we haven't seen locally in New Zealand, but I'm sure collectors out there have sourced them from overseas because they're quite a great way to buff out your displays. A Phase 1 Clone Trooper pack featuring four Trooper figures, a Clone Lieutenant with blue stripes, plus three plain white clones, each coming with multiple accessories including removable helmets. Again, the Gaming Great series tends to be focusing on repacks, recolors of mm, sort of existing sculpts. True. It's a little bit of a shame. I'm always hoping for some of the sort of more unique characters from the likes of Jedi Fallen Order or Knights of the Old Republic. But I know that these are fun. I know that they're sort of easy for Hasbro to do. We've got a basically two different Stormtroopers here. But I'm hoping to see a few more sort of unique characters down the line. In the Retro Collection series, there is going to be a re-release of six of the early figures in a single box. So a box set of the Stormtrooper, Vader, Luke, Leia, Chewbacca, and Han Solo. This is going to be a GameStop exclusive in the US, so we may well be seeing it at EB Games locally. I'm not sure, to be honest, how strong the appeal was, but uh, those figures, I still actually quite like the Retro Collection series. 
I'm not sure if I'll need to get a second sort of set of all of them just to get this composite box. They are all carded in there. Uh, so if you've already got them, this might be one to might be one to miss. But if you missed out on these early waves, then it is an opportunity to grab them. And finally, on the topic of upcoming action figures, not part of the Hasbro live stream, but just in the evening, US time, on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Ewan McGregor made an appearance, and during that interview, he actually revealed the upcoming Black Series Obi-Wan Kenobi figure. With a bit of a luck, we might actually see that fairly early on in relation to the release of the series, because for Book of Boba Fett in particular, there was a a distinct dearth of action figures during the um, during the early release of that series. We had to wait until uh, much, much later down the line to start to be able to collect Book of Boba Fett products. Yeah, I think with Obi-Wan, you got to... I'm hoping that they cash in on the sort of the, the, the fervor, the, the sort of the intense sort of hype for this series. And if they go and sort of drop the first episode and then sort of put... A Kenobi figure online, everyone's going to run out and buy it. You know, if you wait months afterwards, yes, people still want Obi-Wan, but it'll cool a little bit, you know. It's Especially with the shortest series, I think. Yeah. And with their Obi-Wan Wednesdays, they're going to have to give something new and exciting that's actually related to Obi-Wan, not just giving us sort of other random Star Wars product. All right, we mentioned a teaser from Hot Toys and the sort of 12-inch scale figures that they would be releasing a bunch of Attack of the Clones line, but about, uh, releasing a bunch of figures from Attack of the Clones. Most of those, or at least the first wave of those, were revealed on their social media. We're going to be seeing a clone pilot who also comes with an additional animated series helmet, a battle droid in Geonosian colors who comes with an interchangeable C-3PO head, a C-3PO, C-3PO who comes with an interchangeable battle droid head, a clone trooper who comes with both a phase 1 and a phase 2 helmet, and an R2-D2 with many, many accessory arms. So really, really neat to see Attack of the Clones emphasized in this way. There are other characters that we're hoping to see down the line, so maybe we'll get a little bit more from Hot Toys if they keep, keep working on this Attack of the Clones focus. I think this is fun news for collectors, though. Clone troopers are great sort of army builders they look great and of course as good news for hot toys there are great many variations different paint schemes so they can keep repackaging the same sort of tooled body from the neck down with different sort of paint schemes and different heads but it's going to be fun for the people that collect 12 inch putting together this sort of battalion of clone troopers on the on the bookshelf and these new 3PO and R2-D2 versions they look really cool and quite I like tempting, that, quite tempting. I, I like that they've put them they've re- sort of announced them at the same time and they come with all the sort of accessories and things like that so you can sort of have them in whichever of the sort of episode two scenes that you want to recreate yeah and I also find it very interesting that you know that from Sideshow and, and Hot Toys in particular there's been a lot of emphasis on the Mandalorian product over the last year or so it's really felt like we haven't seen much else other than just wave after wave of characters from from those series, I think I've lost count of how many versions of Dinjara in there are um, from from Hot Toys. <laughs> you know, they they came out and then there was a deluxe version, and then there's like oh, his slightly different armor, and then his Beskar armor, and here he is over here with Baby Yoda. It sort of felt like they they probably did pretty well, basically uh, redoing the same figure over and over, which they are doing here with clone pilots. But it sort of feels like it's a nice refresh, and I feel like with Obi Wan coming up, I feel like Attack of the Clones really ties in well with that. Obviously with the anniversary, but I feel like 
like we're sort of going back to that sort of hype era of Kenobi. Kenobi felt particularly prominent in episode two and episode three, where he's sort of, you know, one of the leading characters having sort of graduated from being Padawan under Qui-Gon in the first one. So I feel like this kind of nostalgia and prequels is going to feed really well into the Obi-Wan Kenobi well, sort of hype it'd, and merchandise. It'd be nice if they brought out some hero, some hero mm, characters. Yes, and yes. Yeah, if they brought out an episode two Obi-Wan alongside a... Obi-Wan Kenobi streaming series. Obi-Wan, yeah. That would be kind of fun. Short Story is a an Australian company that describes itself as a luxury gift supplier. We've talked about them before in a podcast you know, on the SWNZ website. They have just released a new wave of products. Yeah, they released some Star Wars products a little while ago. You may have seen them in stock at EB Games and Mighty Ape and a number of other retailers. They do some really neat decorated sort of deluxe candles, all sort of scented and themed on different characters. Each one includes a character pin situated on the top of the candle. So even when you've melted down and used your lovely candle, you have a collectible pin left over. So it doesn't feel like it's all for nothing. And they also do a range of jewelry and a few other sort of gifts and sort of trinkets and things like that. This new range focuses on four characters. We have Boba Fett in his sort of classic original trilogy style. We have Obi-Wan Kenobi. The packaging features him in his episode two sort of depiction. We have classic white dress Princess Leia from A New Hope and Luke Skywalker in his sort of Return of the Jedi black outfit, which is really neat. For each of these four characters, we have a sort of a deluxe candle with a pin on the top. We have a matching poster, which has gold leaf, sort of gold foil elements, and it glows in the dark. There's like sort of hidden details that show up when it glows in the dark. There are embroidered t-shirts with the character embroidered sort of on the left chest. And there is also air fresheners that you can hang in your car or around your home, each matching the same sort of style design as the pin and the embroidered t-shirt. So these ones kind of launched yesterday for May the 4th in Australia. They did a live stream where they sort of showed off the different range in person so you could get a sort of an in-person view online of course they ship from australia and i'm hoping fingers crossed they will be stocked across new zealand as well like the first range was the fun thing about this is this is a collection that is not licensed outside of australia and new zealand so this is the rare time where we can get something that americans can't and i think that that's kind of fun we finally get something that's a little bit more exclusive obviously this is not for everyone, but I do think the pins and the posters, particularly in this range, are really fabulous. I know not everyone needs deluxe candles, but I think it's a really neat range, especially with the with the posters in this collection. They didn't do posters for the first one, so they have actually gone back and done posters for all of the characters that were included in the first lineup, like Stormtrooper and Darth Vader, and there are some really neat designs in there. The gold foil elements and the glow-in-the-dark details. These so are, are A1, A1 size. On, on quite heavy cardstock as well, so quite yeah. quality quality prints, quality artwork, not just running little posters. And I think that's something that applies to all of their products. It is, it is really high quality. It's unique designs. It's stuff they're doing in-house. So if you're looking for something a little bit different in terms of homeware, giftware, artwork, and even apparel, check them out. We'll put a link to them down below. Also just recently revealed is the lineup of Funko Celebration exclusive pops for 2022. These have convention exclusive stickers on them, but they are the same convention exclusive stickers that we often see on products that do make their way into New Zealand. So we're keeping our fingers crossed that these will show up with amongst New Zealand retailers. 
So in terms of standard pop of vinyl figures, there's going to be new versions, slightly new versions of Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Stormtrooper, Princess Leia, and Chewbacca. These have all been released. These characters have all been released before. These, you know, quite early on in the in the Funko range in most instances. Uh, but these come with special, slightly different coloured bases from memory. I think they've got a bit, a bit of a metallic finish to their base and slightly different poses and additional detail to distinguish them from the early releases of the same characters. Also in the Funko Celebration exclusive line, there is a Lando Calrissian in the Millennium Falcon, which I think is a just a variation on the previously released Han Solo in Millennium Falcon. In the Soda Can Collectibles line, there are also some Funko Celebration exclusive items. There is a Bespin Luke Skywalker and a Boba Fett, each with glow-in-the-dark chase versions. I'm really hoping that the Funko Celebration exclusives will be available here as we often see other convention exclusives locally with just a sort of convention exclusive sticker. I remember in previous celebrations they have done this as a bit of a lottery system. You couldn't even walk into the Funko yeah. booth at Celebration. You needed to basically put your name in the hat online and if if you got a ticket then you could go in and buy something. It was kind of the chance to buy something. So unfortunately I never got my name pulled so it was really frustrating seeing everyone walking around with stuff like this but now it seems like Funko is much more sort of fair and balanced knowing that if you're not even in the same country you're not really you know in the fair running for these things so i'm um, fingers crossed we'll see those locally to make it sort of fairer for those of us that can't travel internationally and just one more recently released item that i wanted to throw into the mix we just noticed it available locally very shortly from seagate a series of star wars themed licensed external hard drives they've recently did uh, beskar themed products but this time around they're doing uh, external hard drives just with straight up character graphics on them this is in the Seagate Fire CUDA line, two terabyte hard drives. You can choose from Grogu, The Mandalorian, or Boba Fett, priced at 149. They're available from Mighty Ape and other stockists of Seagate hard drive technology. Yeah, these are the sort of fun things. You're not necessarily going to run out and buy them as a Star Wars collectible, but it's always fun when sort of day-to-day -day essentials and things that you're going to buy or need anyway come with a Star Wars flavor. So it's sort of like in years past, they have done just staying just plain memory sticks with you know Star Wars characters and stuff and you know we always seem to have a few of those rattling around the house so why not buy Star Wars one so this kind of fits in the same category you know if you're gonna go buy an external drive ah, there's one with Boba Fett on it that's gonna be cool you know if you have to spend money on that so I think these are fun. On that note that's about it for this installment it's been a very busy 24-48 hours with lots of really interesting things going on but for now I guess we are done doing talking. If you've got any thoughts on topics we discussed today, we're definitely keen to hear them. Leave a note on the YouTube page or our website page for this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you taking your time to listen to us share our passion for Star Wars. Stay tuned to our website, swnz.co.nz, for Star Wars news for New Zealanders and another podcast episode next week and every Tuesday. Don't forget, you can jump on over to either our Facebook group or the SWNZ message boards to discuss all the latest Star Wars news with other Kiwi fans. Kia ora, kia noho, haumaru, thank you for listening and stay safe. Turo Hawaiki, may the force be with you.